0: This is Crow Inquisitors, and we are here with another behind-the-scenes look at one of our characters. Today, we are with Connor, my brother, and we are talking about Kantarius Tatsuki. Uh I believe we pronounced that name T- Tasuki in the first season, but that's not how you pronounce a Japanese last name, um, which um, is what you know that character has as a last name is basically a Japanese last name. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, hi, Connor. Welcome.
1: I I think uh I think uh maybe you were you were in the middle of learning Japanese at college so maybe uh I don't think I was in 20 it was like
0: 2017 2018 was when I started doing that that's I think what it was. yeah so by the time that rolled around I was like yeah. oh this is all wrong <laughs>
1: yeah so yeah that's what I was that's what I was thinking you yeah. had to switch your uh, understanding yeah that's really funny yeah um so yeah so what's up
0: not much. Just talking about Cantarius. So uh, the first question I have for you, basically is like, um you know, if with Cantarius, what were your like inspirations for making the character? obviously, like the the concept of the campaign is suicide squad, like medieval suicide squad. everybody's criminals. so what what made you make the type of criminal that you did? and like, who is Cantarius as a character? and like why did you make him like that?
1: Well, everybody else was making a, making characters that were. Uh, how do I say this? <laughs> Everybody else was making characters that were very evil. And so, um, which but at your encouragement to do so. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to be kind of like the... Uh,
0: the only good guy who got yeah, caught up in this. I was, I was this.
1: trying to balance out the um, story. And in and, and my head, I was thinking, well, you know, I might have, uh, you know... Maybe uh, maybe the the story could be more centered around me if I'm the one good guy, because, um, you know, the other bad characters will have to mellow out with my good person leadership because that's how the RPG would work. <laughs> I didn't expect to play out the RPG and have everybody act so evil and me just be like, oh, <laughs> so that's, yeah. that was my original uh, thoughts for the character.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So Cantarius is um, half Serrano and half Taconi, and we talk a little bit about that in uh, the like bonus kind of like in between like the break stuff that I I talk about Laura and stuff like that. Um, We talk about those those kingdoms. Why did you choose um, that as like? Why did you decide to be like half Serrano, half Taconi? I don't know yeah you know, there wasn't any particular reason uh, probably it,
1: there there wasn't there wasn't it, this isn't d and d so there isn't like racial bonuses. right. So I, I you were probably just in telling me about these different um or or honestly, you know what it probably was. It was probably at your suggestion based upon um what 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 my storyline what how I wanted my storyline to be or like my backstory. Um, and so you were probably like, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like you're from this uh, race and this race. Um, Possibly.
0: I, I don't know exactly why that would have been, but I mean, it has been a long time since we made the character for sure.
1: And We didn't record the character creation.
0: Exactly. We? Yeah, we did it off offline. Um, I, I know that uh, you, your father was an ambassador from Teco. Right. So he lived in Lucerta as an ambassador from Teco, and your mother was just a resident of Serran, right? Um, okay. so you grew up like basically in between those two worlds. Um I think the main thing that like the main thing that jumps out to me with Cantarius being Teconi is um his like focus on morality and discipline in a way that's slightly different from how the Serrano treat it. Mm-hmm. Um Right, he has this kind of like monk type asceticism about him in like a an Eastern sense, um, in a lot of ways. Um, but anyway, so one of the things that uh, we don't actually touch on in the game at all, and, and so I, I've been bringing up in these behind the scenes thing is the life path that you guys chose, um, and I explained in the first behind the scenes thing we did what like what life paths are and whatnot. But uh, for each of the characters, we'll kind of I just want to briefly mention what their life paths actually were, and then I'll ask you maybe like what your kind of Thought process for choosing them was uh, so Cantarius was a city dweller, so he you know grew up in lucerta and then he did student, tankerer, and then two life paths of taskmaster.
1: I forgot about that. What were your thoughts there? Uh, well, <clears throat> I know just kind of like what Burning Wheel was, right? I was like trying to figure out how to do something, um unique and interesting and i also think i was trying to do like a, uh, a focus on forks right although i might not have been aware enough about forks going into it so maybe i not. don't
0: think so given the skills that you had um you had a particular character in mind and some of the you did have some stuff that would help that helped with forks for sure um but you definitely weren't trying to like min max
1: yeah no which is which is why cantarius kind of Turns out the way he turns out in the story of just uh, he, he becomes a joke of having bad roles. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it like that, though, to be fair, that wasn't always based upon how I made the character. It was also just
0: it, Connor. It was never about how you made the character. You actually have pretty uh, good skills, um, right? You started off the game with six in intimidation and six in brawling or maybe five in brawling, but like high in intimidation and brawling and good scavenging, a good anatomy. Um, Like, you know, there's no real reason why you failed so much. Uh, but yeah, you did. And that's that's actually what um, Jared was... We just recorded the Alphonse episode, and, and that's what Jared mentioned. We were talking about Alphonse as a comic relief character, and then Jared was like, well, I mean, that's how Alphonse started. But then in a lot of ways, Theo and uh, Cantarius became comic relief characters because Connor just failed roles all the time. Yep. Um. So Cantarius as a character is incredibly serious, probably the most serious character in the party. Yes. Um, For sure. But it was funny that uh, the way that balanced out because Cantarius failed so much that play, like his character became funny, not in the actual game world, but just in the game (laughs) as we played it.
1: Yes. I mean, what was that like? Well, it was very sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I think, um, um, I think the tinkerer and just like being a student and those types of things. I think my idea for the character was just like, well, I'm going to try something new. I want to be like some guy who like crafts things. Cause I was always kind of, um, I always had a a fondness for like D and D gnomes that like just made things It always was like cool to me. And like, um, just, just, it was just a fun idea to me. So I'm thinking, yeah, well, it was just sad because I went into the story thinking, all right. I'm the good character and I've got this like idea for who I want to be. And I'm like going to craft things and make things. And then it's like, no matter what I tried to do, it always failed. So it was like, uh, and, and it, it doesn't help that birding wheel is very brutal. It is. Yeah. Um, but it was very, very difficult to, like have a character that wasn't just a failure um and so it's it very is it very difficult and to be honest he kind of that's kind of that did actually become a part of his character yeah at one point of the story is like i'm
0: a failure and so <laughs> like how do i fix this how do i yeah, not be it, a failure anymore yeah
1: so it's it very like hard to to play yeah like, i honestly to say old game environment yeah that yeah, go
0: ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's like the number one thing I remember about Cantarius is just how brutal it was for you playing the character because you just yeah. like, you have all these, it's funny because you had all of these like instincts about trying to be moral and yeah. taking the lead and dealing with confrontation and whatever else it was and then whenever you would actually come to those decision points, there would be something where you'd, you'd realize just how like actually messed up this character was yeah. and downtrodden he was and mm-hmm. like if 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 um Dellen and alphonse have a bit of a redemption arc you know speaking in general terms they as they, they that's what they kind of set out to do with those characters is like try to redeem them right. uh cantarius had the opposite where he basically yeah. started on his high horse right basically saying yep. like you should just kill me i won't work for the church yep and then basically just systematically breaking down every like highfalutin moral principle he had until he's just like, there's nothing left for me. (laughs) Yep. I thought that was a lot of fun.
1: (gasps) Well, yeah, and and, and it was, I mean, the character was fun. I mean, it was fun to play the character, but um, I look back on Cantarius and think that was probably, it wasn't the least fun I've had in an RPG, but it was the hardest to play a character. Yeah. Ever, which made it not as fun as some of my other characters. Yeah, but Cantarius really is a unique character. Where like all of all of us in the RPG group, we all like, like I'm known for having played Cantarius, even though it like
0: sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so it's very difficult.
1: Yeah, it's so funny.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny. It's like thinking about because one of the things that Jared and I talked about too was. Um, like his characters before Alphonse, uh, and and right. the, and Alphonse is kind of a different character compared to what he played previously. Now, right. looking back on it, he he's played characters similar to Alphonse now since chrome Quisitors. Right. Um, but before that, Alphonse was like you know before that, Jared was like you know playing Jembe or Mogar or right. Mognitus. Yep. You know the people who yep. are basically like just tanks. Um, yeah, and Alphonse was like the complete opposite of that. Um. For and I'm trying to remember for for you and Cantarius, like I remember you played Poddle, who was just, you know, the most annoying rogue ever in a and yep. campaign. Um, what other characters did you play before that? Like, I'm just trying to like get a picture of like you as a player, well, where Cantarius was in that journey for you,
1: so yeah, it was Poddle first, And then the only ones I remember was like that uh...
0: We did from heads and worthy, yeah. and you played Vanguard. Yeah, I
1: am going to say the warlock.
0: Um,
1: with honestly, the spear.
0: Vanguard was a little bit like a proto Cantarius in some ways.
1: He was actually with the spear and he trying spe- to be like a gruff good guy, and
0: like, he was he had intimidation that was like his main yeah. thing.
1: Yes, yeah, actually, yeah. So he was, so he was kind of like a, I was trying to make that work in an RPG because I was like, well, Vernon Will is here and it's got all these different skills. Um, yeah. And it seems like I can accomplish more things with this RPG. Well accomplish more of the things that I liked to do in RPGs, try to make unique like um builds. That's I just it's like what I love to do in RPGs and in video games is like find unique builds that yeah. shouldn't work, but do because of like weird weird things or like playing it right or whatever. And so intimidation was always something I like thought was a super fun idea and could just never figure out how to pull it off.
0: I think Kentarius definitely has his moments, though, later on in the campaign, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, with Intimidation, specifically. Um Correct. Yeah, and, and it's actually... It's, Chrome Quizzitors is such an interesting game to consider, especially now, and then like digging so deeply into it for me, um, making this podcast, because uh, Chrome Quizzitors is, at once... Um, a kind of culmination of what had come before but in a lot of ways it's also the genesis of our the new gaming group dynamic that we right. were starting. Yeah. Um and so it's fun to see like yeah, I think that is true about you as a as a player now and then you try to make a unique character that still works. Yeah. Um where I you know, David's is always I want to make a character who's really good at one thing. Mm-hmm. and like it's a paragon of that thing jared is usually how can i game the system to be as successful as possible while well, not necessarily focus he doesn't necessarily focus on like optimization and one thing he just wants to right. be as successful in po- as possible with the game mechanics and like how what like the reward system you're supposed to get from the game right um and i'm I'm thinking like what is josh's thing what is his like uh, stick? i mean a lot of it for him is like he's great at coming up he's he's great at being a co-gm with me right um at at like help you know coming up with really cool stuff for the world and the setting as we play um i'm just curious about his like he obviously has a character type because antonius and till are very similar characters in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um yeah i'll definitely have to talk with him about that when we record his um about his thoughts there um so for you as Cantarius, then um what, uh, did you have any other, like, inspirations for the character? Uh, was it literally just, like, I want to be a good guy in a bad world?
1: Uh, well, no. It, it wasn't that I wanted to be a good guy in a bad world. I wanted to be, um, a good guy amongst bad guys to try to balance out the game. I wanted right. I wanted to try to balance out the party. So, instead of being this evil bad guy, because I was, th- in my head, I'm thinking, of we're, we're going to play an evil campaign? Okay, well, somebody has to be the good guy, because right. otherwise there's like the party doesn't stick together even. And so I was like, in my head, I was like, well, that's, that's the obvious way to try to fix this. But
0: um, I think part of the issue is that uh, Dylan and Alphonse um, just ended up being such evocative and driven characters that they instantly took either a leadership role or a, you know pushing the party onward role where your right. character at the very beginning like you had an instinct that was like always take the lead in a confrontation right, where right. whenever yeah whenever there's a confrontation i take the lead you never did that you never played to that instinct yeah. at the beginning of the game like even though you started off with that yeah um what was that like for you like just thinking through like realizing who the character was in that moment what did you do actively to like start understanding the character
1: i think I think I started realizing that that was who he was, but in the environment he was, he couldn't be that because everybody else was that. Right. Um, And I think that's more my like um, personal explanation. That's my character uh, excuse. But like my personal explanation as a player was more that I didn't want to take the spotlight. Yeah away from other people but we were like wait no no no! i have an instinct guys let me take the lead uh so th- that was uh, and granted i haven't listened to our original first episodes in since we recorded them so yeah. uh who knows exactly what my uh, wh- like what happened in those episodes mm-hmm. and if I did try to say that and got shut down, but obviously you heard those and that's not what I did. So
0: I don't, I don't think so. I feel like there were a few moments where maybe in the first episode, especially like you were trying, you were basically saying like, no, I want to be executed, like kill me and stuff. And we honestly, we kind of just glanced over it because like the campaign concept was predicated on you joining the suicide squad. Right. So yeah, I think we just had to ignore it for the most part. Yeah. Like, where basically I just had to say the NPC just basically tells you sorry that's actually not an option for you anymore like yep. even though like he had just yeah, threatened them that. a moment of before with like the executioner still awaits like
1: right. yeah no I I think um I think yeah my idea for the character was like I'm the only person who um I, honestly my idea for my character was a redemption arc yeah um but what I didn't realize is that everybody else had such a more compelling um. Uh, like redemption arcs because yeah, they were yeah. more evil than I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas I was like the depressed guy in the corner going, yeah, just kill me. Just kill me. And I'm like uh Kaladin at the beginning of the way of Kings. Very true. But yeah. Uh, before, before bridge four starts, he's just like, yeah, there's no point in life. And, and you know, I've, I've been, I've been thoroughly broken. So just kill me. So it was very hard to start off a character with those conflicting roles of in a conflict, I take the lead, and, yeah, i I give up <laughs>
0: <laughs> because if I remember the, the the you know the specifics of the character, even beyond like, I want to be a good person, it was like basically, you understood how wretched you were, even though right. you technically didn't do anything wrong to get put in the situation, right? Like you were basically right. framed for treason, um or it was like an accident or whatever it was. Um, and so, like you really shouldn't have been there, but you were the one who was like, um, "No, we're all sinners. We all deserve to die." And there was definitely right. like, your Cantare's main thing at the beginning is like a more kind of a moralistic self righteousness, where he is like, yep. he he his, he's justifying his depression by basically saying, "I'm a horrible person. There's nothing I can do about it." Yeah. Um. But then there's the moments right where uh, at the beginning of the second episode, um, no, sorry, the third episode, uh, you're talking about like. I just want to find the heretics and kill them. Like, I don't want to think too hard about it. Just point me in the direction I'm supposed to go and I'll kill them. Because I don't want to... If I do think too hard about it, I know I'm going to find moral qualms with it and then things are over, like, for me. Like, um, so there was definitely that going on there. Um, And it's it's, it's fun to see that in the first season, like, Kentarius wrestling with that, uh, especially because of all the consequences that come from it. Um, But there's definitely... Like it, it's, it's fun to have uh brighter moments for Cantarius later in later seasons. Yeah. Um, where he can be more of a fully realized character as opposed to the sulky guy in the corner who um, is always talking about morality all the time. Um, yeah. But uh, he's, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, if your goal with a character was to make a unique character that still works I think you succeeded. Uh, the roles in a lot of cases didn't go in your favor, but that was kind of just probability and not your character's fault. So.
1: Right. Well, the other thing that we are ignoring as the elephant in the room is the fact that I was blind. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. I, yeah. Um, and that was a huge, just like I of, forgotten the game all the time. Yeah. Well, that that works in my favor though, when you forgot that I was blind. True. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in in my head, when you were describing burning wheel, you were like, you get bonuses for having handicaps. Right. And so I was like, all right, well I'll be blind. And then every single thing I do, I'll be, I'll have a, uh, uh,
0: you'll get faith points points for basically,
1: I'll get faith points for it. So, um, like that's a way for me to min max the system. But the issue was is it didn't work very well because I never succeeded at anything. And so, so I would get, I would get fate points. Yeah. But I wouldn't get persona points, which were way more important. And so I feel like my lack of understanding of the, of the game because I didn't take the time to figure out the system before just jumping in. Cause that's just how I play. Yeah. Um, really came back to bite me in the butt. Um, which is why I was very happy that uh, at, at a different point in time, we kind of re-rolled my stats and and did that that way i thought that that was very helpful
0: yeah we did do that didn't we we kind of revamped the characters slightly yeah um yeah because i think i mean all of us all of the characters did have that little bit of like we didn't know what we were doing and so we made the characters and just kind of ran with it but yeah i I remember Cantaria specifically was definitely like a a hodgepodge of things that didn't quite work together so we slightly changed it so that we could uh you weren't as gimped uh as you (laughs) ended up being um so what uh what was it like for you in interacting with the other characters like do you have any anything that jumps out to you as like interesting or or evocative for you as a player
1: um later in the season i feel like uh antonius and i really Mm -hmm. had a um like a, a a good character relationship um but uh I feel like before that I re- especially at the point in in the uh, podcast right now I feel like I was really struggling with howing how like how I I can interact with the other player characters yeah. in a way that was like not even just interesting but like not game breaking right, or, or right. like campaign derailing yeah because my character was so different than the rest of them that it was really hard at first to kind of have good character interaction. Sure. Um, Sure. So I feel like the one character I really had like a good character interactions with was uh, um, Antonius. I feel like Dellen and Cantarius had a little bit of a interesting relationship. And I feel like uh, Cantarius and Alphonse had a very like uh, oil and water kind of relationship In some Um, funny
0: ways, honestly, like it's actually it's actually funny to see them interact um, because like you're so serious and Alphonse is so not serious. And so like a lot of times you guys will just kind of pass pass each other by in in funny ways because Alphonse will be doing a thing. And Cantoris is just like, why? (laughs) Like, what is going on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of that's kind of like me trying to play a play a serious campaign. And Jared was just playing how he always plays. <laughs> um Fair. so there's Fair. a little bit of a uh an awkward balance there but it was fine it worked out well.
0: Yeah. Um I was actually just talking about the, that with Jared is like it, it's interesting how alphonse didn't end up being annoying to anyone even though like his character obviously to the character like to the other characters were was obviously annoying but for right. the players it never seemed that way to me. Um right. it seemed like it worked pretty well. Um sorry you were going to say something
1: else. Well uh, I was going to say um it was very interesting. Um, Theo, yeah, and yeah. Cantarius' relationship was uh, like kind of okay at first, but uh, especially later on in the in the series, I feel like Theo and Cantarius' relationship is like the best, or maybe it wasn't. It, Theo. Yeah, no, Theo
0: and Cantarius uh, yeah. are are. I definitely have a more developed relationship later in the game yeah okay uh, and,
1: yeah i am thinking about it right
0: yeah okay. and antonius, i don't want to say
1: anything and spoil anything right
0: yeah um yeah. and antonius and and you have a more much more developed relationship uh, later on um yeah. what's funny about you and antonius is um uh, i mean as people uh have realized already in the game probably if you're at episode three um they end up having like a a lot of stuff happened together in the first season, um, right? They have a subplot that ends up happening with this staff, right? Um, that you, you've just mm-hmm. thrown the staff into the forge and s- things are going to go down next next week on current inquisitors or uh, you know, actually when you're listening to this, it should be like two days from now, you'll get the fourth episode. Um, and what the, you know, their kind of subplot there is super, super evocative and interesting. Um, and it's always funny, you know, looking back at Antonius and, Cantarius because they're both in very similar places in their role in the party right they're both kind of off to the side um, right like Cantari or I'm sorry Anton um, Alphonse and Delon are the you know the driven evocative characters everyone remembers and they're out in the front all the time Uh, and Theo to a large extent too like whenever Adam is in a scene he he steals the scene right like no matter what is happening he always does that um, and then Sergio as well, right? Sergio has a lot of uh, really good character moments. Um, can't, and, you oh know, yeah, and, right? You forgot Sergio existed for a second, didn't yeah. you? Uh, at this point in the podcast, you haven't met Sergio yet, but in in later oh, in the first okay. season, you do. Um, but uh, you know, Sergio obviously has relationship to uh, Dylan and Alphonse, and so he ends up being you know pretty important. Uh, Antonius right. and Cantarius are the two normal people in a world yep. of heroes, right? And and yep. by heroes I mean like legendary action figures, basically, right? Yeah. Um
1: The Alphonse and Dylan were the legendary action figures, that's for sure.
0: Right. And Antonius and Cantarius are like the common laborers and craftsmen of the setting who got caught up in something bigger than themselves. Um yeah. and that was what was interesting to me about their characters. uh it ended up, you know, there was definitely sessions where it felt like everybody else was kind of pushing their characters down not on purpose but just by the virtue of the where the way the story was going um but it's it's fun to see cantarius and antonius end up together a lot during the course of the Mm -hmm. series just by just because they're the two that are left right (laughs) um and they they understand each other in a way that only like normal people can
1: right yeah that yeah and it's just super interesting to have a character and you feel closer to the person playing the character mm. for for arbitrary reasons where I feel like Josh and I like were closer as people because our connection of our characters, which wasn't even a great connection. It was just that we were the two normal people left behind. But I think it's just it's it's always interesting to have that play out in RPGs, especially Crow Inquisitors, with how like serious and brutal it was. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to see how those like character relationships change subtly because of, because of all that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, any other thoughts on Cantarius or playing him at all?
1: Um, I definitely enjoyed a different character playing a different character a lot more than I did Cantarius, um, which, Oh uh, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll we'll get to that. I I go, you're saying,
1: which will also be revealed later. um, There's a little little side quest, you could call it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: I'm definitely interested to get to that. Um, Yeah, let's just say that Cantarius and the people around him uh, become a little bit more important later in the story. Um, So, yeah, cool. I I am excited to get to that for sure. Um, That might
1: have been my favorite character ever playing.
0: Right, yeah. Was
1: that little little session because Mm -hmm. my roles were good. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and it was just yeah fair fair well cool thanks for coming on connor talk about Cantarius. um you can find the fourth episode coming out soon of chrome inquisitors i'm excited about it um though me as a person right now is honestly panicking because the fourth episode is the one that i haven't prepared yet like for one two three they're all ready to go um but fourth is not ready so i need to make sure it is ready by the time it comes around so but uh yeah cool thanks for coming on
1: connor yeah all right Adios.